Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we're going to talk with Peggy Cook, director of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board Residential Treatment Services. We're going to be talking about substance abuse treatment and mental health treatment, but specifically the alarming increase in the use of heroin in Fairfax County and across the state. So, Peggy, thanks for uh, being with us on the conversation and talking about this uh, very serious issue, this very serious problem. Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Now, you're with the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. Before we dive into our uh, our topic for the day, let's uh, kind of talk a little bit about you. How long have you been with the Community Services Board? Uh, I've actually been with the Community Services Board, or CSB, for about 27 years okay, now. Okay. So I'm a long-timer. Right. Now, when folks hear Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board, is that a county government program? Is that a nonprofit organization? What exactly is that? It's a county government program. We serve individuals with mental health, intellectual disabilities, and substance use services, and also infants uh, that have de- developmental delays. Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you always been with the county and with the, with the Community Services Board? Well, I had a a career that began a little bit before the Community Services Board, but certainly the majority of my career has been with the CSB. Mm -hmm. And I I have to say I very much enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Tough topic, difficult topic, or something that we're going to be talking about today, or maybe a a topic that uh, folks don't talk about or don't want to talk about? Is that kind of the case when we're talking about substance abuse, especially heroin? Is it something that is taboo that maybe people don't talk about? I think sometimes people believe that heroin can't be in Fairfax County. We're too rich or too upper middle class to have issues like that. But unfortunately, that's not true. We're seeing alarming increases in heroin use and also in prescription drug abuse. Uh, We're seeing many, many individuals getting uh, physiologically addicted to prescription pain medicines. Uh, It's being diverted from the legitimate medical uses and people are are having uh, hard times with that and mm-hmm. we're seeing overdose increases as well in the county. Mm. Before we came on the air and started talking you mentioned that um, misuse of opiates and, and, and heroin especially is a serious problem throughout the country also the, the state but also as you said Fairfax County which is in many people's minds, I guess, as you said, kind of surprising. We don't, we don't have that type of problems here, not in the, a, a suburb community and one of the, you know, richest counties in the nation, that type of thing. But, but is that maybe a reason that we do because of the affluence and, and other issues like that, or is that not a factor? Well, since we're seeing it across the country, I don't really think that's a factor. I think these prescription medications are a gateway into heroin use. Mm. I think our kids sometimes get offered a pill, and it seems innocent because it's a pill. You can get it at CVS. You know, maybe you were even prescribed it at one point or your mom was prescribed it. So it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But before you know it, because it's so potent, you can be addicted. Mm. And I think that is happening. Uh, what happens then is is people really feel like they need the drug. It's like a physiological craving, not like if you want a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. It's more like an intense thirst that your body develops where it needs this 
medication or this drug, and people then begin doing whatever they need to to get it. Right. If if you have that need, that thirst, that desire, if somehow you've gotten quote unquote addicted, do you do you realize it? Do you know it? Oh yes, you know it because your life begins to evolve around the drug. You wake up in the morning and and you might have to figure out how you're going to get mm-hmm. to the drug. And mm-hmm. then you develop a tolerance to it, which means you need more and more of the drug or the heroin to produce the same effect. So before long, over time, your entire life com- becomes, how do I find my next mm-hmm. drug, my mm-hmm. next hit? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, something gradual over time, or is this a very, very quick process? Well, obviously, it depends on the person, and it depends on the amount they're using. Uh, Because it's such a powerful medication and drug, it can happen very quickly. Mm. And it can be deceiving. I think Mm, people don't realize how quickly it can happen. And, of course, as we all know, sometimes, especially young adults, think, well, it couldn't happen to me. This is fine. So we're seeing the prescription drug abuse and the heroin addiction among very affluent educated, college-bound, even college-degreed young adults. So it has no socioeconomic barriers to to addiction. Right. What happens when someone becomes dependent on heroin or other opiates? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's the person has a lot to do with it as well as far as overcoming the addiction, but I guess a, 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 a a simple question. How hard, how hard is it to, to, to stop or to get over it? Well, as I said, uh, heroin and opiates are very, very powerful. So it, it's difficult to stop. Um, oftentimes, you need some medical intervention to not be in severe withdrawal. So that luckily is available. Mm-hmm. There are medications that can help you come down slowly so you don't experience the withdrawal symptoms. Withdrawal symptoms are similar to the flu. You oh. You, th- you throw up, you're sweating, you can't sleep, you have body aches and pains, you are shivering. So you can experience all of those things, and it's very, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So for those reasons, it's very difficult physiologically to get off of heroin quickly mm-hmm. or get off of opiates quickly. Um, without medical intervention, often people end up giving up and going back to using. Mm. But with medical intervention, the detoxification process can be pretty painless. Mm-hmm. I, I asked this question a couple of questions ago about do you, do you realize that you're addicted? So I, I guess a, a question I would have if I'm if I realize I've become addicted, why can't I realize or or do I realize that I need help? I mean, is that a is that a combination of factors? If I'm making sense, I, I realize that I am I'm addicted. But is the addiction so bad that I don't want to get help or I can't get help? Well, I would think that people realize their body wants the drug or Mm -hmm. the medicine. That part they'll realize. Realizing that that's a problem, that might be more difficult. They may be in denial. Once they get to the point where they realize that they're in trouble, that their life is revolving around it, their grades are dropping, they're not attending school, maybe they've gotten fired from a job, those sorts of things, then there's some shame involved. So I think in the beginning, Mm. perhaps, people realize their body needs it, but don't think it's a problem. After all, this is a medicine. Maybe I have a little ache or a pain, and I just need this today. That's not a big deal. 
they minimize it, maybe deny that it's a problem, even if they know that they want to go get the medicine mm. or the drug. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, once they realize, wait a minute, I think I'm in trouble, there's a lot of shame. So for that reason, you do want to offer support to someone and let them know, look, I understand what might be going on here, and I want to let you know I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. Your body is craving this this drug or this uh-huh. medicine, and the first step is let's get you off that, and then you can begin some other services that help you have some skills that will mm-hmm. keep you off it. Mm-hmm. For, for the person who may be in denial or whatever, or family members, friends, are there physical effects? Are there physical signs that you can see in yourself or see in others that uh, they've become addicted to heroin? Yes. First of all, when they are actually on the heroin or the opiates, you would look for a number of different things. The pupils of their eyes will be very, very small. Hmm. Um, You might notice them doing what you would hear as nodding out, where they kind of fall asleep in the middle of a conversation. (laughs) They kind of feel out of it. They're hard to rouse. Um, They may have um, difficulty, you know, getting up in the morning. You will Mm -hmm. also see some of the withdrawal symptoms if they're very addicted when they start coming down and their body needs more of the medication right. you're going to see the sweats and maybe very wide <coughs> wide pupils at that point in time hmm. um, you might also notice the shaking and um, you know not feeling very well when you're looking for other signs and symptoms you might look for marks on their arms uh, many people use um, injection as a method to to use heroin so you would see you know needle marks on their Mm -hmm. arms if you notice that an individual is not uh, wearing in-season clothing they're wearing long sleeve clothes in the middle Uh, of summer you might want to wonder about that that, there are uh, other behavioral signs and symptoms as Mm -hmm. well you might notice uh, missing spoons uh, because when you're Mm. using heroin you would use a spoon in order to, to prepare it for injection. Um, you might notice that there are uh, missing shoelaces or those sorts of things around your house because similar to when you give blood and mm. they put that little right. plastic thing on right. your arm, uh, the, the folks that are using heroin might be using shoelace similar to that. Interesting, interesting. So we've kind of hit on the, the first part, kind of the issue, the problem, the heroin, the opiate uh, use, substance abuse uh, nationwide in Fairfax County, whether we like it or not, it, it's here. Uh, we're kind of kind of moving to the, the help stage now, if you will, in, in our conversation with Peggy Cook of the Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. If I'm hearing these symptoms that you've said or these signs, and I maybe suspect that a child of mine or somebody that I care about, a friend or another family member is, is maybe using heroin or, or some other substance, what what in the world can I do? Where, where do I go for help? Well, the first thing to do is don't do nothing. There okay. is a lot of help out there. Right. We have a call center with our agency, and that phone number is 703-383-8500. So you can call there and just ask for advice. Uh, they will also refer you either into our own treatment programs within the, our county agency, mm-hmm. or if you have insurance, they can help you locate uh, some insurance that would help you mm. get some treatment. Okay. Now, another way to find out what treatment might be available, public and private, is a great website um, that is by the um, Center for Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services, 
and the website is www.findtreatment.samhsa, which is S-A-M-H-S-A dot gov. And you can just put in your zip code, and it'll mm-hmm. pop up all sorts of different treatment options. And then, of course, our local area hospital system, ANOVA, and also Virginia Hospital Center, they also offer treatment programs. Mm-hmm. Also, starting with your insurance company and talking with them about what might be available would be right. a great way to start. Do we find that insurance um, is helpful? I mean, I mean, I know it's helpful in paying the bills, but, I mean, is that generally speaking, I know we can't paint all insurance companies into the same corner or whatever, but uh, you always hear stories about, you know, insurance didn't pay for this or they're arguing me over that. Is substance abuse something that insurance companies are fairly uh, willing to, to be involved in and help help pay for? Yes, in fact, they have to have similar types of plans for substance use versus other diseases and disorders. So if they are going to pay for it for one disorder, they need to also pay for it for substance use. Okay, interesting. You mentioned the telephone number. I'm going to get you to repeat that in a minute. But when someone calls that number, what can they expect? I mean, are, are there standard questions that I'm going to be asked, or is it... Does, does someone on the other end just kind of there to listen and, and kind of, you know, see what's going on kind of thing? I mean, walk me through if someone was, was to call that number. I know there's not a typical case, but... Well, the very best thing is if, you can, if we can get the individual that has the issue okay. to call because then hopefully that means they're willing to acknowledge they have an issue and we can connect them to services. But if it's a family member or friend calling... I think you would just want to say, this is what's going on. They're going to ask you, how is the person presenting? What are you noticing? What types of services might be available? Perhaps how can you intervene to help the individual be willing to go into services? Mm -hmm. So another phone number as well is our Fairfax Detoxification Center. They're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They unfortunately often have a a waiting list. Mm because even though we have great resources here in Fairfax compared to other places in the country, there's still not enough. Mm. And many individuals don't have insurance. So that phone number is 703-502-7000. And those folks can either help you figure out what detox is needed for Mm -hmm. this individual, Mm -hmm. or they can talk you through a little bit of what's going on and give you some pointers. Mm. Okay. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask because I was going to kind of get into, there are a lot of services that the Community Services Board has. You mentioned the the 24-7 detox, the CSB emergency services, various types types of treatment services. Uh, Is there any way possible to kind of... (laughs) Not in an hour, which I know it would probably take, but can you kind of hit, uh, highlight some of these services and, and the things that the CSB has to offer? You mentioned the, the 24-7 detox, but uh, other, other things? Well, in general, what happens with our agency is that you call the call center and you get an appointment for an assessment. And we're going to meet with you and talk with you about all different areas of your life and then come up with what we believe is the most uh, appropriate service to meet your needs. That might be an outpatient service. We have outpatient services in the Gartland, Mount Vernon area. Uh, We also have them in Annandale. Mm. And we will be having them at our newly opening uh, Merrifield building that is scheduled to open in January. Uh, Currently, those are located in in Fairfax City. So we have several places for outpatient services, and those range from three times a week to five times a week, depending on your needs. 
then we do have some residential programs. And, and what really happens is when people are in the throes of addiction, they are not likely to be out in the community and re- be able to remain sober right away mm. with these level of medications okay. and drugs. Some drugs are a little bit different, but these are so powerful that it's very difficult for someone to begin the journey of recovery without some support. Oh, okay. So we are really, really lucky to have the support of the Board of Supervisors here in Fairfax County for our n- new beginning program, which is in Chantilly. And we have a Crossroads program, which is in the Alexandria, Kingstown area. And we have a special program for pregnant women and women with babies. Because unfortunately, women that are pregnant often don't want to come into treatment because they don't want to give up their baby. And what happens, though, is that that's not good for the baby or the Mm -hmm. mother. Mm -hmm. So that program really targets parenting and uh, making sure that the baby is getting everything he or she needs as well. Wow, it's a lot to lot to cover, and I'm no, I know there's more we could we could get into if we had time. We're talking with Peggy Cook of the uh, Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. She is the uh, I think the director of the residential treatment services uh, with the Community Services Board, and we're talking about heroin specifically, but uh, generally substance abuse and mental health issues and, and that type of thing. Uh, uh, tough, difficult uh, subject uh, topic to kind of talk about. Uh, so as you're listening to this, uh, uh, think about someone you may uh, know or love and uh, some of the signs, symptoms we've talked about earlier. If you uh, think there may be a problem, uh, Peggy's going to give that telephone number again that you can call. So if you will, put that number out one more time. Well, again, you have several options. You have our Fairfax Detox Center. Uh, that's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And that's 703-502-7000. And then Monday through Friday, normal business hours, you have our call center, and that is 703-383-8500. And also we have Woodburn Emergency. I don't know Mm -hmm. that I've mentioned that one yet. but That's for psychiatric emergencies as well. And that is 703-573-5679. And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week as Mm -hmm. well. Okay. And if you need to, you can uh, stop and pause this recording and rewind 30 seconds or so and jot these numbers down. But also, I'm assuming uh, folks can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov. Is it slash CSB? Is that the main website? Yes, it is. Yes, and there's quite a lot of information on our website there as well. And let me mention one other website that we've come across that is extremely informational. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of good information. It's actually from the state of New York, but... Hmm. um, it's important uh, to go take a look there. That's www.combatheroin.ny.gov. Mm. And I've looked at that, that website, and, and I think it's very, very good. Right. So it gives you a real view of, of what's going on with heroin and opiate abuse and, okay. and what to do about right. it. Right. Okay. Before we uh, run out of time here, Peggy, only a minute or so left, I, just a very simple question to ask but a very hard answer to give um, how can we help prevent uh, heroin dependence I mean what what can we do I'm listening to this right now what can I do to combat this problem well people don't usually start out using heroin they start out using these prescription drugs or another gateway drug so number one make sure your kids know don't just take a pill assuming it's okay that's a gateway in, and mm-hmm. it's very, very um, scary when they begin to do that. Make sure you don't have any old medicines in your medicine cabinet. If you have mm-hmm. to have some because you're on it, keep it locked up, keep it counted. 
if you start noticing signs and symptoms with your child, don't just, child or adult, uh, family member or friend, don't just ignore it. If you're sensing something, it's probably real. Mm. They may likely not tell you the truth because they are ashamed or they don't believe it's an right. issue, but keep on it, keep with it, keep offering support and letting them know that you're there. Make sure people are educated and they know how serious this is. Uh, make sure that the folks in the community are educated and keep, keep tabs on folks. Mm -hmm. Um, know where your kids are, know who they're hanging out with. Um, make sure that as a, a parent of a young adult, um, you're there to offer support as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but keep your eyes open. Right. And, and, and that's a good thing. Keep your eyes open. Be aware because until we had this conversation, I, would, I, I just would have generally assumed there would not be that big of a heroin problem in Fairfax County. But I know my eyes are, are open now, so I think... The point of this is for everyone to hear this, become more aware. If you see something, you know, as the Department of Homeland Security says, if you see something, say something. So take some action and don't just sit back. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and in fact, uh, the overdoses in 2014 so far in Fairfax County are nearly overdose deaths mm -hmm. are nearly double what they were in 2013 wow. and 2014 isn't over so it's wow. nothing to mess with right. your child your family member your loved one can be the victim and uh, again there's no socioeconomic status or um, nobody that's immune to this right. unfortunately right. okay peggy thanks for uh, being with us on the uh, county conversation today well thank you Peggy Cook, the uh, Residential Treatment Services Director with the uh, Fairfax Falls Church Community Services Board. A very uh, uh, tough topic to talk about, to think about, but an important one for us to all be aware of and to take action on. I want to thank you for listening to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.